Today on another chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that if listened to in reverse will lead you to a full understanding of the Illuminati on their plans to take over the world. When an individual comes face to face with death, otherwise known as a near-death experience, they walk away with not only trauma, but a gift. A gift of listening, being able to hear the dead speak their truth from the other side to anyone who can listen, including this tormented soul. That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Stories online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855 853 4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yes, indeed it is. And the phone number 855 853 4802. To call in, share your real ghost story with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You may be waking up at, you know, three in the morning going, I'm going to go down to the fridge. I'm going to have me some of the chicken left. Oh, I'm going to dip that in the yum yum sauce. You realize the yum yum sauce is really not yum yum sauce. It's just something that you've been put in there to store. It was kind of a bread-like product eight weeks ago and now it looks like yum yum sauce. And you dip the chicken and you're like, oh, ah, ah, ah. and that's how it ends. You could end it like that or you could just simply sign up to be an extra podcast person and get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and more. Spend your time enjoying the ghost stories, not becoming a ghost. So don't eat that yum yum sauce. Don't eat the yum yum sauce. You never know exactly what. I, I I've had that before. Have you ever had anything in our fridge where you open up the little container and go, not really quite sure what this is. No, I haven't. Well, you don't ever. Do you just not do that? Do I like, just don't. You don't want to play that game. I don't like that game. It's kind of a fun one sometimes. No, it's and it gets not. even worse when you kind of like you bet de- you bet you uh you bet yourself uh you, you want to touch it and then will you taste it just to see if it's still. No. Or is it going to immediately poison you and you may end up on the floor convulsing? It's. Yeah, I don't like that game. I like the game of I eat the food that we usually get from the grocery store and that I know that I saw with my own eyes that we bought. All those things are from the grocery store once. It's a matter matter of how decomposed is it and, and how edible is it into the decomposition pro- uh, and process. And that's why you need to get rid of some sauces. I, I thought sauces lasted forever. No, they It was wrong. Sauces don't last forever. You have like five, like... Um, <laughs> I, we have so many damn barbecue sauces. I, 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 I literally, the other Mustards. day... Now, here's the, the other day. I, we were doing uh, barbecue chicken out back. And I'm in the fridge and I'm like, where are... I know I have a bunch of barbecue sauces. Where are they? And then it clicked. Oh, yeah. A couple weeks ago, I realized I had way too many barbecue sauces and they were taking up like half of the fridge. So I put them in the other fridge out in the garage. So they have their own shelf in the garage now. And I'm like, oh, oh, there's that whole section out there of barbecue sauce. And now I just need to get like three more fridges. We have we have far more refrigeration. <laughs> refrigeration. We have far more refrigeration than I ever thought possible. We need another fridge. How many bodies we could stick in these fridges, kids? That's horrible. Oh my goodness! Body after body after body. Don't be that dead cat. 
cat lady on hoarders. <laughs> <laughs> and what kind of body are we talking about here? Are we talking about cats, cat corpses? So are we talking about the missing hitchhiker off the highway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why you're not supposed to watch Dahmer. Uh, let's, why not? <laughs> let's go to our. Let's go to our first caller. Hi. Yes, I'm not going to give name. Whereabouts do that? Angola, in Indiana. Um, my mother moved into this house, and my son was just born, and he was three months old. Um, while she moved into this house, I had to help move all her stuff out of the country into town, and I let her watch my son for the first time. Um, and when I came, he has mittens. You know how you put the socks. The first child, you go overboard with everything. And I kept mittens on his hands so he wouldn't scratch his face up and stuff like that with his, you know, fingers and nails. And um, he still had the mittens on his hands. When I got there, my mom was outside and it was late. Not late, but, you know, getting dusk. It's getting more towards dark. And uh, I told her, I was like, Mom, what are you doing? And she's like, I can't get him to stop crying. She goes, I walk up and down the sidewalk. He's fine. She goes, but as soon as I start heading up onto the porch into the house, he starts crying. We didn't think nothing of it. Um, and he had a scratch across his face. And I was like, how did he get a scratch across his face? He's got mitts on his hands. She's like, I, I don't know. Didn't think nothing of it. Time went on. My brother was a teenager, and he would, you know, hang out with his friends and sleep all day in, in the summertime. And uh, he said he woke up one morning and threw the blankets off of his head because the sun was shining in through the window onto his, his, uh, onto his bed where he's laying with his blankets over his head. And he started to get really hot. So he threw the blankets off his head. And right as he threw his blankets off his head, mom's room is joined to his, his room. He got it out of her room to go into his room to go downstairs. And he said this huge cloud of smoke came um, right out of her room and flew into his room and down the stairs. He said it was like a huge black cloud of smoke. And uh, then my brother Trenton, for some reason, decided to mess around with a, a book to try to cast spell for money. And it was just that. that that's all he was trying to do. And he did it downstairs in the basement, and uh, nothing happened, you know. He's got to work hard to make a living in the world. But um, that's going to pop up later in the story. But my mom would have issues with the kitchen window. No matter what she would try to do, stick, stick in it, whatever, it would keep opening up the kitchen window. And at night, she'd want the window closed because, you know, he's worried about people breaking the house and stuff like that she would keep closing the window and it would she'd wake up and it'd be open so she'd close it and she'd stick stick in it and it, it just kept doing it like it it persistently wanted the window open and it always kept it open um weird stuff started happening um there's like so much stuff it, it was so long ago it's probably about 15 years ago um my my mom's friend moved in and she has two teenage boys and uh, she had to work two jobs because you know she's trying to keep a roof over their head and food in their bellies and stuff and her oldest was out 
know, run around with his friends and the youngest was home and he called his mom one night and he told her, he's like, mom, they want me to kill myself. And she thought it was her older son and his friends taking on, you know, the baby brother. So she was like, put your brother on the phone. And he's like, mom, it's not, you know, him. It's, it's, uh, it's the things in the house. He's like, it's these spirits in the house. And uh, it freaked her out a little bit. And she didn't think, you know, much about it. She just assumed, you know, maybe he's, you know, got an imaginary friend. He's too old for an imaginary friend. But he, uh, she still, you know, scratched her head at it, not thinking what to do or, or what, you know. So he ended up, um, he said one time they were sitting in the living room and the mom come walking in from the kitchen into the dining room. It's a really old house, like it where they have the, the, the separate rooms and you can pull the doors shut and stuff like that. And he uh, was sitting there in the living room and she walked in there to ask him a question and these vents were like huge vents. They're not like vents they have nowadays. They're like, like the size of a fucking small TV. You know, they're huge vents, metal vents. And he, um, while she was standing there talking to him, he said that he could see something coming out of the vent and it was trying to like penetrate her or something like form around her just something it was trying to enter into her her field into her her you know her, her domain whatever you want to call it and it couldn't it was like she and he said it looked like she had like a like a like a protection bubble around her or something because it couldn't penetrate her sneaking up from the basement because that that bit like went straight downstairs and it but it couldn't penetrate her so as it tried to slowly sleep out of this bed and try to surround her and it wasn't working. It slowly just, you know, dissipated back into the bed, disappearing. And he's like, Mom, and, you know, he told her about it. Well, there's so much stuff kept happening, in, you know, in this house. So she had uh, a psychic come in and, you know, kind of do stuff. There was a guy upstairs in the closet that hung himself in that closet. Um, that's what this guy said, that he, and, and this is the weird part about the book and my brother. He also was downstairs in the basement. He said there's a lot of portals downstairs in the basement. And he said, but there's one portal that was recently opened, and he needed the book that my brother used. And Tammy called me, and she was like, do you know anything about this? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was, you know, Tammy doesn't know this. This guy doesn't know this stuff. I know this. My brother Trenton knows this. Travis knows this. But nobody else knows this. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of weird that this guy knew this and he's never even met us before. So I had to get that book and give it to her so they could close that portal. But as this man was sitting here walking around telling her, you know, all this stuff that's in the house, um, she was kind of floored by it, you know, like she could sense the stuff, but not to the intensity that this guy could. Um, I don't know if he did it right, though, because... Like, when my mom was living there, she would literally lay in bed at night, and she'd watch all these little orbs sit and play and chase each other in the corner and, you know, like, be all playful and stuff. And she said that there would be this black cloud, which I think that's what my brother saw, in the corner of her room, and every time it poofed up, the orbs would stop playing. And then when, like, the, the cloud would settle back down, or not settle back down, but, you know, not be all poofy, like... Like, it was almost like yelling at him, like, knock it off, you know, like a parent does to a kid that's driving you crazy. She said that she'd sit and watch his thing, 
and as soon as it would calm down, the little orbs would start playing again, and then it'd get all fucking poofy again, and then they would sit still like they like they were scared. And um, so sorry, I got to jump around like it's gonna the stuff's gonna come to me as it comes, you know, as I'm telling the story because it's been so long. But um. The guy closed the portal, supposedly. Tammy lived in the house. She ended up taking off and, and taking her kids and moving out because there was still activity going on in the house. Um, the weird part of it is that I was out working one day, and I stopped. I saw this guy out on the front porch of the house because I'm always driving by it, you know, tons of curiosity. Because even I didn't like it. When you walked into it, there was just something not right about it. You know what I'm saying? The, the vibration was off. It was just like almost like the place vibrated or something. But uh, she moved out. This guy moved in. And as I was driving by, I saw him on the front porch messing with a kerosene heater. And I stopped and I was just, you know, small chit-chatting, you know, hey, Al, what's it like living here? My mom lived here. And I just wanted to see what he would say without me, you know, starting up a, a woo conversation and get the ball rolling. I wanted, I, I wanted him to, you know start the conversation and he told me his little kid kept poking his head out the door and, and picking it back in but he and it was cold outside and this little kid would not stay inside he wanted to stay right there in the door frame of of the front door and you know like be outside but his dad was kept yelling him get back in but he just he wouldn't stop like he wanted to be outside and I kept seeing him and 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 I was like hello you know how you doing and he'd go back in the house and shut the door and then open it back up and step back outside and, you know, being all bashful, you know what kids do sometimes. And he said, uh, my son keeps seeing these dogs. And I was like, dogs? And he goes, yeah, and we don't have dogs. He said, first he called them cows. And I was like, cows? And he's like, yeah, and they're, he's seeing these cows in the house, so he's kind of scared to stay inside the house because he keeps seeing these cows, you know, cow dogs. And I looked at him, and I was like, well, that's kind of weird. I was like, my mom lives here, and she never, you know, said nothing like that. And and uh, and he, he goes, uh, he sees a lot of stuff in this house. He, he's really scared to be by himself. He's like, I'm getting stressed out because he won't leave my side. Like, I can't do nothing. He he will not leave my side. He, he's scared of that to go anywhere in this house. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And I, I started telling him, I was like, well, my mom she's had a lot of um, spiritual experiences in here. And then her friend moved in and they had her and her kids had lots of, you know, spiritual experiences and, and stuff like that. And I was like, it's just really weird. And when that woman had that guy, when Tammy brought that guy over to do a reading in the house, he told her that this house, the one that they were living in and the house right next door are connected, but they're connected underground. There used to be a tunnel that the two houses were connected. And he said that it's been the tunnel's been bulldozed, but the houses are still connected. Well, he uh, what's really weird is that after this guy tells me all this stuff, you know, that his son's seeing stuff like that, I went and talked to somebody, and they said that those were called considered hellhounds. What the boy was seeing um, were huge dogs, and they were they're I guess supposedly considered hellhounds. Um, I guess the portal to this house is not. It, it cannot be closed because that psychic, I think he did what he could, but he couldn't do everything that he could. And he ended up uh, just doing what he could. 
But what's really weird is that I drove by, it's probably been a year after I talked to this guy. And the two houses that that psychic man come in and said that they were connected, whoever, I don't know what possessed them. It had to be someone living in the house being coaxed by the spirits of the house. But they literally combined the two houses. They literally built a huge house in between and combined that two houses that the psychic said that they were spiritually connected. And I thought it was really weird. Before the houses were connected, um, they were both abandoned after that guy moved out. They're both, the one next door had always been abandoned when my mom was living there, when Sammy was living there. And uh, he... Uh, I gotta go. He... Uh, but the two houses were combined. And I thought it was really weird. And I wandered inside this house. Uh, the one next door, because it, it had been busted into and it was it had been empty for so long that people were breaking into it and stuff like that. So I went into the house and it just, I don't know. It just, it wasn't, I don't know. It could have just been because it was all beat up and creepy looking and stuff like that, but just something wasn't sitting right with it. But I just, I had to call and tell you guys about these two houses. It's over by a uh, school, um, in Angola, Indiana, called Henry Park. Um, but I just thought it was really weird that here it was, you know, a year or two later, and the psychic said that they were connected. Uh, and then they turn around, and whoever, I swear they had to be, co they had to be, you know, like, moved by the spirits in that house to combine them two houses, because who else is going to buy these two really old, beat-up, junked-up houses and then spend the money to combine them. I just, I don't know. It's just something. And every time I drive by there, it just keeps blowing my mind that they combined them. I'll tell you who would buy those houses. Hey, mom and dad. Little Timmy and little Susie want one thing for Christmas this year. No, it's not a Furby. <laughs> no, it's not the latest video games. No, mom and dad, little Susie wants a hellhound. Don't you, little Susie? Yeah. Little Susie can get a hellhound for Christmas with only four easy payments of $89.99 when you visit your local Petco. Hellhounds are in for the season at Petco. I wonder what... Okay, so what hellhounds are described to be is like a cow dog? A hellhound? Yes, a hellhound. That's the description that I was given. With, within the call? Yes. That's how she was kind of describing it, but cow I, don't, I don't believe... Dog. Um, I don't want to see images of this. Okay, I kind of do. Hellhounds. Just go to images. The, well, there's variations on on it, the take of it. It almost it's kind of like lionish body with a dog. Uh, I don't know. There, there's all different. It depends well, on the artist's interpretation. Wolf. Wait, no, wolf. I guess. Yeah, I mean, wolf-like, red eyes, evil, and much stronger. I think. I 
wonder how nice it would be. <laughs> huh? I wonder like how friendly it would be. Well, I think that probably by nature it's not, considering it's called the Hellhound. I wonder how hard it would be to tame it. To tame a Hellhound? Yes. It would be. Uh, that sounds like it would be one of the new uh, theme for one of these uh, fifty thousand Marvel movies or something, where it's like Iron Man taming of the Hellhound. Iron Man died. He's dead. Yeah. He'll come back to life somehow. I hope so. They'll find some. They really didn't do good killing off that character. It was like really quick. I don't need to dive into that. I, I, I don't even, I don't, I don't have the time and I don't even know. And okay. I, and I don't really want to know actually, but why? Cause I don't have the time to understand the universe of Marvel because oh, I'm a grown up boy. <laughs> and I do things. I don't know. I, it's just it's something that just never has has been. I don't know an interest of mine. Maybe if it, I, I don't know. Even things I am into, I don't know that intricately. Like I don't know the passenger list of Titanic anymore. Uh, I, I knew when I, when I was <laughs> when I was like eight or nine. I knew a good portion of it because that's when you had the most free time. Exactly. But the thing is, and I get it when you're a kid and you know all that stuff. I do not get it when you're like 45 and know all that stuff. And it's like. Either you have a lot of free time, which bravo to you. If you can have that much free time and get by, cool. But if it's like, you really should maybe reappropriate some of your time for something else. <laughs> if, if you know that much, I don't know. It's uh, just just my uh, my thoughts. Uh, let's go to a uh, another letter here uh, on the program. It says, hey, guys. It's Brooke from Ontario, Canada again. I sent the story about the lady who sees my husband like a son and was not too happy about us making out in the couch. I don't have much more on her except for I think she might be behind a couple of attacks uh, I had on me. First off, I'm a lucid dreamer. I've been lucid dreaming now for many, many years. I didn't realize it until a friend of mine was telling me about how she was trying to do it. I've never tried the whole astral projection thing where you float up and out of your body, as that freaks me out. When I do lucid dreaming, I tend to wake up alert to my surroundings. Anyways, when my husband had found out we were getting our first apartment together that night, I had a strange dream about a woman following me around. It then started trying to come on to me, trying to convince me that it was my husband. Well, Beyonce at that time. When I told her to leave me alone and that she clearly wasn't him, she got mad and glared at me. I felt like she was trying to push the breath from my lungs. I woke myself up angrier and afraid because really, don't mess with the girl's sleep. When I woke up, I was lying face up and could see nothing was above me. I couldn't talk, but I could move. And you turned on my side to face the room and mouth, get the hell out. Finally getting my voice after saying that a few times of mouthing it, I finally said super angrily, I don't care who you are or what you want. If you're here to cause any harm to me or my family, get out now. Go to heaven or hell or wherever you belong, but don't you don't belong here and get out. I was so mad it took me about a half an hour to fall back asleep. It happened to me one more time after we had moved with the same outcome. The reason why I think it was her is that although the dreams are still crystal clear in my mind, she is fuzzy. 
I'll tell you one quicker story is this is longer than I meant for it to be. A man I called my grandfather had moved in with us as he had cancer. He was a cowboy through and through and had one leg due to a logging accident when he was in his mid-twenties. He would be up and passing away in his bed at home from a heart attack in his sleep. It devastated me as he and I were really close. A few years after that, I had to come home late at night to see the figure of a man sitting unit big, overstuffed rocking chair by the front window. At first, I thought it might have been him coming to check up on me and whoever it was had a cowboy hat on and that was one of the signature things my grandfather wore. I looked at the shadow person and asked if it was him. No reply was forthcoming. So I went about taking my shoes off and flicked on the light. I see no one was there, so I turned it back off and lo and behold, shadows are back. I got really freaked out for no reason and decided to head upstairs to my room. When I realized that I was being followed up the stairs, I started quickly heading to my room and shut my door. Every time until I'd moved out with my husband a couple years later. When I came home at night, I'd see him and be chased up to my room. Never really thought of it as a shadow person, but I guess that may be what it was. I know a lot of stories lately talking about the correlation between lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis. When you're lucid dreaming, you're awake and you're aware in your dream. And sleep paralysis is when your brain is awake, but before your body. So it makes sense. People who lucid dream are more prone to sleep paralysis. Sorry for such a long email. Have a great day. You guys are always awesome. Thank you. Back to that lucid dream talk it, yeah. uh, topic. I used to lucid dream that we were in um, a Lowe's. You would lucid dream that we were in a Lowe's. Because we would go there so frequently. Mm-hmm. That I was like, we were like, the woods there pottery and stuff is over there da, 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 da. and so on I would dream that I was walking through like a Lowe's or a Sam's Club of some sort hey I get I hear you well, you know when, when I was a kid we would go to the mall very very frequently and I would have dreams that I was in the mall because it'd be a, it was a place that I my parents or my mom specifically would frequently be taking me so it's no different than that. It's just yeah. you were at a Lowe's and not a mall because a lot of times there just wasn't a mall. I and, wish and, it was a mall, not a Lowe's because I don't like Lowe's that much. Oh, Lowe's are wonderful. They're, no, they're not. They're wonderful places for... It's where the toilet is overflowing with Oh, you know, you know, they've gotten better at that. They have. Not in the women's restroom. Really? Really. When's the last time you were in there? last time we were there it was bad yeah. oh i was gonna say the men's has very much changed because here's the backstory it was i don't know like about a year ago um go to the there's a lows that we frequently go to and i noticed like the restroom quality was getting worse and worse and i get it it's a hardware store like maybe i'm just hitting it at a weird time of the day whatever and then one day I'm in there literally it's like right after they opened and there really wasn't many people in the building. I go into the restroom and I don't think they cleaned it at all the previous night, but it was like worse than truck stop 
abandoned truck stop uh, almost. Mannequins I mean, the, in the bathroom. Like truck like stop. everything is like overflowing. There's literally feces wiped on the stall walls. It was like, oh my god, this is like a health hazard to even like allow your customers to go in here. And I went over and I asked one of the guys. I said, "Are you aware of what your men's restroom looks like?" It's like, well, they didn't clean it yet. I said, I don't think you should let anybody in there right now, personally. I said, it's probably a health hazard. I mean, there's like literally stuff on the walls and it's like a dripping everywhere. And it's like, like, it's not my job. And he walks away. It's <laughs> like, okay. I'm just trying to be like nice citizen here. Like, hey, uh, you might want to do that because it's like, you know, I could like run out there and be like, oh, my God, I'm going to go all over, you know, Reddit or something or uh, on your review sites. Like, no, I'm just like, hey, you might want to do that. But then when, when I get the uh, not my job, I'm like, OK, I'll talk about it on my podcast that reaches you know 50,000 to 100,000 people. Uh, want to share the car wash story? No, I'm not going to do that. Well, uh-huh. well, actually, yeah. You know what? Let's do it. Since, While we're talking- since we're talking about consumer affairs here as we wrap up the ghost <laughs> show. So we're at uh, a car wash the other day. And I was trying this new one out because it's a more conveniently located one for me than where my other one was. And I I have a lot of bird poop on the, the front of my window because it's summer and it bakes. Uh, so, you know, you go to the car wash, you expect... At a minimum, they're going to kind of help wash your car. So I, I go there. I I, it, I try to get the membership. And I it's just like, give it to an attendant. And I see an attendant. So I give him this receipt thing. Where'd you buy this? Um, at the machine right over there. Well, who sold it to you? The machine. The machine right over there. Okay. <laughs> I just press the button. <clears throat> and he like storms away from me. I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on here, by the way. Like 30 minutes later, he comes back yeah. with a sticker for the thing. And then he's like, I got you. I got you. You go over there. So I go in there. And I sit. And I wait about 30 minutes to get the little, you know, sticker thing. Okay, great. I, it's like, I just wanted to get in and out of there really quick. So I'm like, all right, we can go get this done. Get into the uh, the wash itself. Go like the, the There's no attendant that's supposed to be there with the little gun you know, that kind of like shoots everything extra. And I bought the package where it's like, do everything to the car. Uh, and nobody's there. I'm like, okay, well, maybe the maybe the machine's strong enough and it'll get all that stuff off. Go through. No, not at all. So I go back around and I see one of the people. I'm like, hey, can you help me? You know, can you get that, you know, the bird poop off there? And then he tries. He's like, yeah. And he does it like a very half-assed job on one side of the win- the windshield, not the other. <laughs> God, like okay, I, I I I'm just like I really wanted the car to be clean for that night, and I normally I would just keep going, but I'm like okay, I just want to make sure that the car's freaking clean. So get through again. I'm like okay, I'm gonna I gotta go back because it's like it's still really bad. Go back around, and I said hi. He's like, what do you want this time? I'm like, because that's always the best way to answer a, a customer. Uh, I said, hi, 
I don't. I, I I just wanted to get my car clean. I know it's. I got there's bird poop on here. It's it's not coming off. Just going through the thing. Well, that's what it is here. That's what what's what we do. Like, well, I I know that, but they got the gun up there. He's like, well, he just shot that at for you. Yeah, yeah, he did. But he only kind of did one half of the windshield, and it still is not there. I mean, he's like, that's not our job. Not our job. Like, what? What's not your job? It's a machine that does it. <laughs> I know, but it's a car wash. Like, I and if that's not working, what? I mean, it, it's just is that not part of what you do? Like, literally, because I see like most of these car washes, that's what they do. Like, tell you what, let me go above and beyond, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a rag and I'm gonna wash it. Okay, thank you. It's like, but it's not. I ain't getting paid extra for that. Okay. Well, thank you. And uh, I, I, I go through, he kind of rags it a little bit, and then it's still, like, not good. So we just decided to go. We left. <laughs> like, and I and I, I called him, like, I'm done. I'm done with this little membership here. This did not work. And I think uh, there's, I don't know what the hell's going on with that company, but there's been, like, a total, like, berate on them in the last couple of weeks from, like, their washers, like, breaking down and scratching cars left and right and i don't know it's like i feel like that company might be imploding but yeah so there you go anyway there's a, a non-go story to wrap up the, uh, the program for you for today all right uh if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories you get access to uh, all of our bonus episodes advanced episodes and more I uh, greatly appreciate that. Until next time, for Harper, I'm Tony Brisky. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.